The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 3,281. Today we're continuing our series of looks at the stories that Lucasfilm deems essential to digging into the backstory of Ahsoka Tano prior to the release of the Ahsoka series in August. Today we're looking at the first two episodes of a four-part story arc, which is the beginning of the end of Ahsoka's time in the Jedi Order. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So Sabotage and The Jedi Who Knew Too Much are the first two episodes in a four-episode story arc that forms the finale of Season 5 of The Clone Wars. For a historical side note, that's fascinating because those were the last episodes to be aired on broadcast television. Season 6 would only come out in the United States on Netflix, and then of course Season 7 would be created a couple of years later. Like, yeah, a few. <laughs> and just to refresh your memory if you've seen them before, or, you know, if you haven't, then, you know, we're in spoiler territory for you, so just to warn you. But the gist of the episodes are that there is a bombing at the Jedi Temple in a maintenance hangar. And because Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano are not on Coruscant, when it happens, they're across the galaxy at Cato Nemoidia at an engagement there against the Separatists, they can be cleared of any involvement in the situation, and so the Jedi Council sets them as the investigators along with a droid named Russo who is assigned to this gig by Mace Windu. And to sum up the first episode in the arc Sabotage, they find out that the wife of a guy who was a munitions expert and who was working on stuff in that Jedi hangar fed the husband a bunch of nanodroids and turned him into a sentient bomb basically that went off and destroyed the hangar and killed a lot of Jedis and clones and other maintenance workers and whatnot. And they capture this woman, Leda Termond, at the end of the episode, the first episode of the arc Sabotage. But she delivers one of those, like, this is bigger than you understand kind of lines that makes you think, okay, what's going on here? Because who gave her the nanodroids to feed to her husband to make him then explode? And then in the next episode, the Jedi who knew too much, Leda has been removed from Jedi custody and is now in Republic military custody because clones were killed in the situation. But she says that that she has things to say and will only say something about it to Ahsoka. So Ahsoka goes to the Republic military prison and this Leta person is saying, oh yeah, it wasn't just me. There was somebody else who wanted me to do this and I need you to protect me because I'm being set up and I'm in danger. And before Leta can tell Ahsoka who this person is, someone outside the cell force grabs Leta by the throat, lifts her up in the air, chokes her to death. But on the cameras, it looks like Ahsoka Ahsoka is doing it because, of course, Ahsoka's freaking out. She doesn't understand what's going on or why it's happening. And mysteriously, the sound has been cut to that cell. So there's no audio recording of her going, wait, wait, what's going on? Or anything like that. So naturally, she becomes a suspect 
in Letta's death, or actually like just the accused, right? Just very credibly <laughs> accused under the circumstances. But then the weird thing happens late one night where a key card suddenly magically appears at her cell door, which she's able to use the force to swipe it and unlock her cell. She thinks Anakin's helping her to escape, but then she finds that a whole bunch of clones have been busted up and she realizes that she's been set up. Other clones arrive and then it becomes a crazy, very high action oriented chase throughout the you know, throughout the prison facility and then out into the industrial section of Coruscant. And it ends in a scene very reminiscent of The Fugitive where Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones are in that pipe and Tommy Lee is like, yeah, I don't care, except Anakin is, of course, I care and says, I can help you. But Ahsoka says, yeah, but no one else is going to trust me, and so you've got to trust me to handle this myself. And she takes the leap down into the bowels of Coruscant, and that's where that second episode ends. So that brings us halfway through the story arc. So this episode features an Ahsoka that is definitely more capable than when we saw her in Season 3. In fact, she's progressed to the point where, at the very beginning of the episode, she's the one who's rescuing Anakin now, when his ship is completely infested with buzz droids and he's knocked unconscious in the midst of everything going on with his ship and she has to figure out with R2's help how to rescue him. However, watching the episodes like this having jumped from season three to season five, it's a little bit odd to see the maturity situation that they present with Ahsoka in this case because you feel like she would be a little bit further on and she's not, but it feels like the reason why she's not is really just to kind of advance the idea of the plot situation, to set Ahsoka up for being suspected of nefarious doings under the circumstances. She gets very righteous about the fact that Letta has been captured and if she's guilty, then she's guilty and she should pay for her crimes. And Anakin has to say, whoa, cool your jets, Ahsoka. Revenge isn't the way of the Jedi. But it seems like that's something that she needs to say so that somebody else can testify later. Yeah, Ahsoka was saying that Letta needs to pay. And then later, when she's talking to her friend Barasafi, she says something along the lines of, you know, she's going to pay for what she's done one way or another. And then in relation to another conversation about, you know, seeming fearless or whatever, Ahsoka says, yeah, I guess I fooled you like I fooled everyone else. So these lines are going to come back to haunt her and are going to be used against her out of context and in a way that makes her seem like the guilty party. Now, the way she said it with Barris was definitely well-modulated and reasoned and non-emotional, but the way that she said it in front of Anakin and in front of Admiral Tarkin, no less, was definitely in more of an emotional huff. And yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate and it still feels like it was something that was there purposely to then set up Tarkin and Ahsoka's confrontation later when he comes to visit her in her cell. And I'm like... Yeah, I don't think she really would have acted like that. I think they just kind of did it for the purposes of the story. Or emotions were running high post-funeral, perhaps. I suppose that's a possibility, too. So, anyway, that's a bunch about <laughs> Soka's emotional state and maturity as far as things have proceeded over the course of the seasons. And the other thing this put me in mind of is the episode of Tales of the Jedi where we see Ahsoka and Anakin drilling over and over again when all the troopers are surrounding her and shooting her with stun bolts and whatnot. The epic chase that happens 
for the second half of the Jedi Who Knew Too Much episode, Ahsoka is running full tilt and she is fending off stun blasts from clone troopers with her lightsabers while this is going on. And the first thing I thought of when I was watching that was, oh my gosh, this is the result of the drilling that she had from Anakin over this. So she was prepared for exactly this kind of moment, which then ties into what we were talking about in the previous episode about how Anakin's training served her when Anakin wasn't there to help her. But at this point in the story, she's only potentially being blamed for Letta Turman's death and not about anything related to the sabotage situation where the Jedi hangar blew up. So it is also kind of surprising that she decides to run and that she repeatedly tells Anakin, yeah, maybe you believe me, but nobody else will believe me, even when Anakin is saying, just prove your innocence with the Jedi Council. And for all the years that Ahsoka has been known to the Jedi for her to suddenly believe that they would never believe her and that she has to go on the run to be able to somehow prove her innocence like that also was a bit troubling as well unless of course i'm overthinking it and it's not so much about the jedi council as it is about the republic military and that she would have been in republic military custody and she couldn't be remanded back to the jedi or anything like that i don't know I'd love to hear what you think about that. So if you're catching this on YouTube, hey, there's comments right there. Check it out. And if you're listening to an audio version of this, well, hop on over to the website for the ep- for the show, SW7X7.com. There's a blog post just for this episode. I'd love to see your comments there. So that's as much as I want to talk about for these two episodes, the first half of this season five finale story arc. And we're going to get into some really meaty stuff on tomorrow's episode when we finish looking at the arc. But for now, that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. And it just remains for me to say thank you so so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be star wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by lucasfilm limited disney or 20th century fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only star wars the star wars logo all names and pictures of star wars characters vehicles and any other star wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of lucasfilm limited other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them all original content is copyrighted by star wars 7x7 we hope you love it